This episode of Little Bit of Life podcast is brought to you by Combat Beauty's Apparel. I came across this incredible company quite a few months ago in regards to sexual assault and the military being intertwined. I found this amazing company that embodies a passion with purpose for their apparel. Their mission is to combat sexual assault in the military, support victims and survivors by promoting change through social awareness. They strive to bring awareness and eradicate sexual assault in the military through apparel products in direct support of their service members and veterans. They stand by believers. They stand as the voice of victims being silenced. They stand as protectors of victim retaliation, and they will continue to stand and advocate for change. A passion, a purpose, apparel. Make sure you check them out at combatbeautiesapparel.com. Welcome to Little Bit of Life Podcast with your host, Tabitha, better known as Little. A lot of you may know her from social media, but Little is shown off the apps. Dedicated to having the real, raw, and occasional chats about what we seem to think, but don't say. Special guests will join in along the way that have impacted her in a profound way. Very little is left off limits, so sit back, enjoy, and here's your host. Welcome to Little Bit of Life. I'm your host, Tabitha, better known as Little on social media. Vanessa Guillen. We all know her name. We have all done the hashtag, I am Vanessa Guillen. Vanessa was only 20 years old. She was an Army Private First Class stationed at Fort Hood when she disappeared in April of 2020. She had stated to her family that she was being harassed by a supervisor at Fort Hood. Changes with not being able to eat, sleep, losing weight. But when we talk about Fort Hood, it's known for missing soldiers, deaths, and it gets swept under the rug. Her remains were discovered two months later in Bell County, and the murder prompted calls for reform from her family and members of Congress about the way that harassment and assault in the military are handled. Going to Fort Hood and being in the Army, she should have been safe on the base, surrounded by those who should have protected her. Just last year, in 2021, at least 39 soldiers vanished or died from Fort Hood, including 12 who died by suicide. Sexual assault scandals are the new epidemic within the military, and the military is expecting both survivors and families to stay quiet. I am honored today to have Vanessa Guillen's sister Myra on with us to talk about and honor her sister, as well as talk about reform, changes, and speaking up as loud as possible to cause this epidemic to stop and to make the military more accountable. Sit back and let's get started. Hashtag I am Vanessa Guillen. I remember saying she is us. It kept going and going. scandals are the new norm for the military clearly an epidemic we had no other choice but to go and fight for legislation under my sister's name the military counts on survivors and their families staying quiet and they miscalculated dramatically if we got congress to listen then we can get congress to pass the bill this is our last chance they do not support the full vanessa Keen act we have to really push on them this is not a republican democratic issue this is not a race issue this is a human
Hey guys, welcome on to another episode, Little Bit of Life Podcast with Little, where we talk everything in regards to holding the military accountable. And what does that truly mean? Uh, we have an amazing guest on with me today. I'm so honored to have her on. Her name is Myra, and I'm going to allow her to introduce herself because I am so privileged to have her on and especially talk about not only her sister's legacy, but the voice and the change that we are moving forward with. So Myra, welcome on. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing good. Just super busy trying to, you know, get to everyone and make sure that, um, you know, our voices are heard and Vanessa's legacy continues to grow. Mm -hmm. Um, I am Vanessa, Vanessa Guillen's older sister. Um, Unfortunately, my sister was murdered about two years ago due to the sexual misconduct that exists in the military. I'm sure so many listeners um, are so aware of Vanessa's name. Um, And I have to commend your family because when we speak about sexual harassment, sexual assault, anything that regards the civilian world, um, so many times it seems the media, the police department, everybody wants to jump onto finding someone who's missing, getting the answers and getting justice. But I feel like when it comes to the military, as soon as anything like you just mentioned is even spoken about or brought to light, it's almost this immediate back off, hands off taboo of it's unspoken and not discussed. So I'm so honored to not only have you on, like I said today, but you're the voice, not only for Vanessa still with her legacy, but also for so many families. Um, The military automatically expects both survivors and families to stay quiet. So what was the process, not only when you did receive answers of Vanessa missing and her murder, but how does that look for the family moving on and proceeding forward? Because I know you guys went all the way to the house, all the way to the hill to get answers for for other families and justice. So how has that impacted your life now as the family? It's been a struggle on a daily basis. Uh, simply the fact of trying to get used to going back to a quote-unquote normal life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like that possibility doesn't exist anymore. Um, this has completely changed our lives. And I, I'm not sure if to say if, if this has been um, something that I wish no family goes through. And that's the reason as to why we fight so hard for current service members and even then just to lift up lift up the voices of each and every victim that was once silenced murdered or committed suicide because sadly it leads to any of those three any of those three consequences um it's crazy how people don't pay attention to this issue when they do it's for like a quick minute uh i feel like we should keep hands on the pressure um within within and outside the military, uh, have the public keep this um, as one of their priorities because our kids are going to grow up eventually afraid to serve. Um, There's always a bad headline. And I feel like the Department of Defense should be working hard to correct that and turn the military into something honorable and good again, not for people to be afraid to serve. So it's constantly been a a huge fight. both emotional and of course, in in the plea for justice. Mm -hmm. With your sister, with the hashtag, I am Vanessa again, going viral two years ago, and it's still going viral. It is something that when we hear about any form of injustice, it's the media picking it up and, you know, really holding onto that story for a matter of a day, a week, a month, and then it becomes a name. And I'm so 
honored and I'm just so impressed by your family, not only keeping her name alive with the family, obviously, but with the community. It has brought so many people together, so many survivors coming out and feeling brave enough and, and feeling courageous enough to speak about their struggles. Um, for those that are listening, her family was able to push and really get Congress to listen um, with a new bill that actually went into effect January 1st of this year of 2022. And it actually makes commanders um, responsible that they are no longer to be involved in military sexual harassment or sexual assault investigations under the new federal law that was named after your sister. And under the law, um, it's it's so important with the chain of command because it, it, you have to have justice and also not having retaliation is important, especially within the military. What does this bill being passed and being pushed, what does this mean, not only just for your family, but with Vanessa's legacy? Getting this bill on the floor for a vote was an enormous an enormous effort. It was something that you, we had no idea. There's no preparation for this. There is just, I mean, obviously for lawmakers, this is an everyday thing, but for a family that's never paid attention to politics before this was something that was completely new to us it was a struggle um we learned a lot day by day uh just having talking to different congress members on both sides of the fence it it, it was really and you know how divided everything is um, it was it was hard to try to get um, everyone on the same page but thankfully people understood that it wasn't erased or um any other type of issue but human it this is you know people's rights this is something that everyone should pay attention to no matter what gender because it ends up affecting everyone it ends up affecting your loved ones it ends up affecting just an infinite amount of people mm -hmm. and the hashtag was surely shared throughout many social media platforms with so many different stories that some of them were so hard to read and you know, I just can't imagine what my sister would have wrote. Um, it's been very hard, but we had to learn to put our, our emotions inside and be strong and ask and plead for justice, whether in this case it's so hard because the army, you know, they have their own jurisdiction. There's not really much accountability. And the only path to justice or the only door that would open a path to justice would be by introducing legislation. And I learned that from Natalie, um, our attorney, Natalie Guam. She was the one that helped us take this to the next level. She knew what she was talking about. She had previously represented some victims. Um, it, it was just, my sister's story was a breaking point for all this. Mm -hmm. With her being stationed at Fort Hood, when you talk not only to those that are in the military. I come from a military family. Um, I actually had one of my family members attend Fort Hood um, and had a very, very terrible experience. Um, and it's something when you say the name Fort Hood, those, the soldiers that are going missing and the deaths that just get swept under the rug. This is something that we are pushing this military base to understand this is this is a massive problem and i feel that with your family being so determined not only to get answers and justice for vanessa but also to get justice for others i feel like it was the epitome of 
kind of this shift of holding the military accountable. Do you feel that just in the two years there has been a change or do you feel that it's almost staying stagnant on how the military is being held accountable? You know, it's so hard to tell because we're not the ones um, collecting the data firsthand. Mm -hmm. Um, There has been an increase in numbers and we don't know if it was due to the fact that survivors now feel comfortable reporting or because there significantly has been um, the permissive behavior that is allowed. It's just unbelievable the way that, you know, of course, if people don't help, get held accountable, then mm-hmm. it's going to be like, hey, I can get a pass on this and just do it over and over again. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that's what it seems like. Um, they either just don't let them go up in rank and they continue to serve. Uh, but again, they continue to hurt more and more people, which um, I, I just I truly would hope that one day we can open the door to reform the way that our military carries its justice system because for one it's not fair um it's completely not fair um it's like having the aggressor defend themselves or uh jury themselves or just they take decision whether or not they get punished and i just find that so uh disturbing uh that would never happen in an outside court but it happens in the military court and i feel like a lot of people don't know that a lot of people feel like um People that aren't educated in this matter, like I, I wasn't educated in this matter previous to my sister passing. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's important to let civilians know that that's not the case, um, that we need to make sure that this changes and that there's a lot of work to do. Yeah, absolutely. So we've seen all of the documentaries. There's a new one that's actually airing tomorrow. That's why you've been so incredibly busy. Um, and it's airing on Netflix and coming out. But we, like I said, we've seen every single media grab onto the story and take off with it. But really, we're, I, I wanted to have you on today to ask, you know, being the sister of Vanessa, uh, what was your thoughts when, you know, as a family member, when she said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, joining, I'm joining the army, I'm joining the military. Did you have any family in the military or, you know, because you like you said, you've learned so much through the process of her passing and, and really for the reform, but what was it like as a family member and and how was Vanessa when going into the military and, and just embracing her role and her duty? Um, My sister took a huge interest in wanting to serve, which was odd because um, none of us had ever done it in the past. Um, But I do feel like she was influenced by other family members as well, because I have, um, a number of cousins who've been either Marines, Air Force, so it, it's it's pretty expansive in the family. Mm-hmm. But she was um, she took the ball and she said she was going. And of course, for a girl, when you come from a certain background, mm-hmm. it's like, no, you're not going. My mom was very um, she didn't want her to serve. Um, she was scared. She was like, you know that that's for men. She had that one mentality, and I'm like, well, no. Now it's equal. Anyone can serve if she wants to let her. Um, and I was very happy for her. I was like, I'm going to have a sister that's going to be serving. That's cool. Um, I, I'm, I was proud of her. Um, I was very proud of her. Mm-hmm. So um, just this happening, it, it took all that pride and honor down the drain. And it's, it's been hard to try to gain that trust back with the military because I still have family members that are serving. It's not like um, we don't have, like there's still people serving. 
and there is an infinite amount of service members that are good people. They shouldn't be getting shamed because um, when people say, oh, it's the army, the army, like, no, it, it's certain people within the ranks that think that it's okay to abuse their power. Not everyone. So I just, it's going to be so hard to try to find um, who's doing what and why and try to filter these people out. But that's the goal, ultimately trying to, trying to figure it out. You stated, especially with everything that your family has gone through, um, you stated at the beginning, it's so hard to live what we consider a normal life. So ever since Vanessa's passing, what does life, because I know you guys have been pushing so hard for this reform and for the National Defense Authorization Act and and really pushing for change. I know you stated with the Netflix, um, it's been two years in the making. So what does life look like now, um, especially keeping her legacy alive? Well, there's been a numerous amount of events honoring her from um, special days dedicated to her to there's now a highway uh, back at home in Houston with her name on it. And, um, you know, just keeping the media attention, which has been kind of hard to do. And now with this documentary, I feel like it's going to open the doors and bring back the awareness that we need to further continue um, her legacy and just try to make more reform. If we were able to do it once, I'm, I'm sure we can try again this upcoming year for the rest of the provisions that were not passed mm-hmm. the first time. So we truly hope that, again, this brings the awareness that we need. And this is going to be international um, there it's over 150 countries I don't know how many different languages and um it's it's exciting but at the same time um I I truly wish that Vanessa were here and it's just I mean unbelievable at times Mm -hmm. the fact that tomorrow we will have that documentary and a lot of people will know and see how one thing led to the other and the amount of work that we had to do just to get this legislation that should have been passed decades ago. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's so frustrating to me. I always stayed on other episodes, uh, especially when talking about the military is they give an oath and honor um, and courage to protect us, but what are we doing to protect them? And the last thing you ever imagine um, your loved one going in to the military is that they are going to be hurt or worse from someone one of their own. It amazed me to see not only the hoops so-called that you guys had to go through as a family to get answers, but the mass amount of pushback. Um, I can only begin to imagine just even to get answers. Um, like I said, the, the military always, they'll always try and cover for themselves, but it's my, my big thing, especially with this authorization act passing is we need to have reform. We need to have change. We need to have accountability, but we also need to be keeping the brothers and the sisters protected at all co- you know, at all costs, especially without that retaliation involved. Definitely. I agree. And I'm, I'm happy that now retaliation is being taken um, serious, just as sexual harassment, because if you can stop the sexual harassment from happening, um, then I'm pretty sure we can uh, prevent there being any assault. Uh, Because harassment leads to assault. So I know that there's been prevention work, but they really need to work on the accountability on the second half of it because it's like they find, again, permissive behavior. Uh, They will continue to do these things with no punishment. Um, 
it's crazy how the victim is the one that's getting moved, the one that's getting shamed, the one that's being pushed out the army. Uh, they'd rather keep the aggressor and not the person that's willing to serve with mm-hmm. honor and courage, which is kind of, I, you know, it's, it raises so many questions that have no answers. Yeah. So it's amazing when you look at statistics and the numbers, because it seems like that's what society really focuses on versus the name, which is frustrating. Um, but when we look at those that are, you know, getting higher ranks and being shifted and moved really not being held accountable, only 2% of those with sexual assault, sexual harassment are actually given reprimand. Um, and out of those numbers, over 36% of those that are the victims that are coming forward with their voice are actually, like you said, being shifted, being moved, um, or just being dishonorably discharged. So I think that this reform was necessary. And like you said, it should have, this should have been done decades ago. So I appreciate you coming on and talking and sharing your sister's story, her legacy, but also not only what you're doing in regards to change, but pushing for all of those and being the voice for so many that may feel that they have been forgotten. No, definitely. Um, I do want to point out that I've started, uh, I am an SEM foundation in hopes to in the near future, uh, sometime next, early next year, uh, round up advocates, round up survivors, and bring them on board to be able to push for these other reforms that we we really do need. And it's going to take them, it's going to take a huge force to get this done. And I really want to bring the help to families because there's there seems to be like a new case on a daily basis, a new injustice, and it's just became so normalized that people just read it and don't make the noise that's needed unless it's like something horrific like what happened to Vanessa um, that everyone starts talking about it so um, it shouldn't be that way I, I you know we need the public's help and hopefully we can offer that help to families of victims and injustices and obviously um, they, they can read a little bit more on on the it's I have an SEGM foundation.com and just this effort. I mean, we all need to lift our voice and, and get this done. Absolutely. I will put the information in today's episode bio. Please make sure that you go and follow, um, do your research, reach out. We are definitely stronger as a community and as a group than we are versus one voice. Um, and Myra, thank you again so much for coming on. And like I said, giving your time to us um, and guys, make sure for listening tomorrow, Netflix is airing that very special documentary. Please make sure that you reach out, that you communicate and always remember to listen and to hear those, especially those that are in the military, if they are reporting harassment, if they're speaking out, it takes so much courage just to make that first initial step. Please make sure to listen and to hear each other and to help each other because we're stronger as a group than we are as one. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Little Bit of Life. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow on your favorite platform and interact with the podcast Facebook as well as on Instagram at littlecute1az. We'll see you next time.